1: Big tobacco covering up the dangers of smoking just so they could sell more cigarettes. The US government creating false flag attacks at the beginning of the Vietnam War. And also infecting its own population with AIDS just in the name of science. Citing of crypts like the platypus and the gorilla and the okapi. What do all these things have in common? These were all considered fake. Made up. But time has shown them to be true things that were once considered crazy are now common fact. How many more things are there out there like this? Things covered up, hidden, or just not yet found. Do you think you know the truth? Join me, Conrad, co-host of Bizarre Conspiracy, where our host Eric will shine a little light into the mysteries. Search for us on iTunes. Bizarre Conspiracy, we talk about aliens, grips, government, and more. That's Bizarre Conspiracy Theories on iTunes.
0: Hello and welcome to Bizarre Conspiracies, my name is Eric Patino and I am uh, happy to announce the return of Lisa, and of course Conrad Toll is here as well, well howdy! We're going to talk about the, uh, brutal case, true crime of, uh, Chris Watt. And so I'm going to tell the basic story of it just so, uh, people who may not have heard about it, they can get the, the initial story and then we can go into detail. So August 13, 2018, Chris Watts had brutally murdered his, uh, wife, Shannon, right? Or Shanann. I think it's Shanann. Yeah, I think she
2: pronounced, well, she did pronounce it sh- Shanann.
0: Shanann, right. Shana-
2: Shana- <laughs> <laughs> to try, there's my American <laughs> uh, But I think it was actually Shannon And she added the apostrophe in later
0: Right, the, uh, the documentaries I saw they always pronounce it Shannon, <coughs> which I thought it was weird because mm-hmm. I never heard that before. But Shannon and his uh, two daughters, Bella and Celeste, and the unborn—I think it was what—fifteen weeks. Yeah. Um. The because uh, uh, Shannon was pregnant at the time with a son. I think they named him Nico. Yeah. It was oh, probably around three or four in the morning when this happened. So after the thirty-four-year-old mom of two, Shannon was reported missing by a friend, the local police launched a search for her and the daughters, according uh, (coughs) to the uh, police reports. Now, Chris pleaded for his family's safe return on that interview when they interviewed him for uh, the local TV. Mm -hmm. And uh, in that interview, they said that uh, his behavior raised suspicions, and that's what launched the investigation against him. Uh, Days after Shannon's disappearance, Shannon's disappearance, and after failing a lie detector test, Chris admitted that he was having an affair with his co-worker, a co-worker, Nicole Kissinger. He confessed to killing his wife, but concocted a false story saying that she had killed his two daughters, and then he killed her because of it. Now, uh, investigators found Shannon's body buried in a shallow grave in the oil fields where he worked, and his daughter's bodies in two separate oil tanks. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. On August 21st, 2018, Chris officially was charged for murder for his wife and his daughters the unborn baby but it wasn't until November 6 2018 that Chris pleaded guilty to killing his entire family as part of a plea deal to avoid the death penalty so that's the basic story of it and uh, there is actually quite a lot of detail uh, about this story so I guess we could start in the beginning uh shannon I believe was out of town because she came in In the airport at, what, 2 in the morning? So when she got home from the airport?
1: Yeah, our friend
2: Nicole picked her up from the airport. She'd been away on a work trip and dropped her off at home just mm-hmm. after two. And it was picked up by, they had those ring doorbells oh, okay, or yeah. something similar. So that was activated by the motion of her approaching the door. So there's camera footage and timestamps at the exact time she arrived to sleep, show that she did arrive home.
0: Right. And then the friend who, uh, I guess, had a, already a, uh what do you call it they, they already had a plan that uh with her and shan had a uh, doctor's appointment or some kind of appointment to the she following morning for, yeah, yeah
2: it was something to do with the baby
0: at i believe nine yeah. or ten in the morning and when she wasn't answering her phone and uh, obviously didn't answer the door because uh, i don't think anyone was there i don't think chris was there at the time and no no answers but her car was still in the driveway or in the garage one of the two
2: yeah it was in the garage gra- the garage <laughs> um so our friend had been trying to phone her and obviously couldn't get a hold of her and she went to the house because she knew she had to know what happened was she phoned where her appointment was and I I, I don't know what she said to the receptionist but the receptionist told her that Shanann hadn't shown up for her appointment mm. so that obviously worried Nicole and she went round to the house with her son and mm-hmm. they chapped on the door nobody answered and they looked in the garage, at the garage windows and seen that the car was still there and they could see that the kids car seats was still in the car as well so they knew she hadn't went anywhere with the kids because the car seats were there and Nicole says that Shanann would never have taken the kids in a car without their car seats.
0: Right. Right.
2: Um so she would she was extremely worried by this point.
0: Right. And then they called the police to do what what's it called? A warf- welfare check. Welfare check, yeah. And so the the police came and um now what was uh good about that is that he had a body cam so you can actually see the entire footage and audio of the initial visit. So he came uh Uh, rang the doorbell, looked through all the windows, did a a perimeter search around the house, uh, even in the backyard, and then they finally contacted uh, Chris Watts after no response. So Mm -hmm. Chris Watts comes uh, rolling... uh, fairly quickly in his truck and and uh, pulled up, uh, kind of jogged up to the police officer and said, sorry, I kept you for so long. I was working uh, pretty far away. And this guy was pretending that he was calling his wife, texting her where you're at, blah, blah, blah. He, after doing what he did, he seemed uh, fairly unfazed.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, it didn't seem to bother him at all. He definitely has the mind of a psycho.
0: Oh, I don't
2: think he does. Um, I think his sunglasses helped him see him on face because he had his glasses on didn't he? Or was it just uh... normal glasses? I think it was more that trying to keep his cool and trying to act right i think inside he was was actually panicking because he hadn't finished whatever he was planning to do um
0: well it didn't he didn't seem like he was panicking right then the moment he started panicking i think was when he started taking the lie detector test but we'll get to that point but yeah yeah, there's so much before that (laughs) um but yeah the police officer said have you seen your wife he said no when's the last time you've seen your wife last night when she came home we talked about uh what uh getting a divorce he said we're going through a marital problems and talked about getting a divorce and he just uh kind of he okay so did you guys see the body cam footage when he was in the I, house i did so, not so he was running uh, upstairs in two different rooms r- oh. before the cop went up there. So I thought immediately, oh, he's trying to like maybe pick up the place so it doesn't look like anything happened. Or maybe yeah. he's trying to like hide something. It, it looks suspicious because he was running in and out of different yeah. rooms.
1: So one of the things that um, somebody um, online that I s- have found said about it is uh, he was not expecting to be the the house to be investigated at that point and there was a lot of evidence because he wanted to make it seem as though the wife left with the kid yeah but and he had a plan to get rid of her car to um, get rid of all of her things like her purse and her phone and her keys and all of those things and make it look like she left Uh, uh, you know get rid of all the things that she would have have taken with her and Mm -hmm. I think that he was trying to get rid of things like that that made it less obvious.
2: um, I think he was planning to get rid of stuff Um, so I think what happened was because he hadn't been planning for the house to be investigated yet instead of trying to get rid of things you'll notice if you've seen the footage so, Eric, you might have seen this, but when he opened the garage door, he opened the car, her car. Yeah, he and, opened and, the
0: passenger side to, of her car.
2: Yeah, and leans in and he said that he was checking at the car seats and stuff was there and was looking to see if her mobile was there. But it looks like he took something out of the car.
0: Yeah, it kind of did.
2: Um, well, what I thought it was weird is that... Did is f- that it was a wedding ring he took out the car Because he was wedding? planning to get rid of that Yeah well a lot of the speculation Is that he was planning to get rid of the ring When he was getting rid of the car And make it look like she just left it But because he was interrupted He took the ring out the car And when he was running from bedroom to bedroom Pretending he was looking He went into the bedroom and came out He was like i've just found this ring by the bed pure as if it was nothing but our friend had already been in our bedroom and had to look and didn't see the ring sitting right
1: um, yeah I, I think that that's probably what he wanted to do because i think what he he wanted to make it look as though she left him and that it was because of their uh, family marriage so he wanted to have the ring left behind so that way it looks like that she was sending a message that she was done with him yeah. yeah. But if it's true that he left it in the car, then he kind of messed up and then he would have to go in there and plant it because he hadn't planted it already. Well, mm-hmm. I don't
0: think he expected the friend of Shannon to call <laughs> the police, Uh because I thought it was strange as soon as he opened the garage door and went into his car's wife, he almost immediately kneeled down to pick something up. Like, yeah. I don't think he was looking for anything. I, he obviously knew exactly where, what, what was that he for? got. Yeah. Yeah. And the police was just like, yeah, all right, whatever. But I think he already kind of caught on to him a bit, because when when he was done searching the house he, Chris, now this is Chris's, this is kind of his own fault here. He said, my neighbor has cameras outside to see if my wife left, right? That was his excuse to go check out the, oh, uh, no. the footage.
2: No, Nate came over, did they not? The neighbor came over to the policeman and was like, I have cameras that face out. Maybe there's something on the camera. And they were like, right, come on, we'll go see the footage. And Chris went with them to see this footage to see if they could see anything. He obviously wasn't expecting what was on the camera to be on uh-huh. the camera.
0: I didn't, I didn't see the neighbor come out I just saw them go to the neighbor so I mean okay. maybe you're right but so they went over to the neighbor's house to look at the, the outside footage and they, they got video because it's motion censored and it starts recording right they got video of Chris loading his truck for I think 40 to 50 minutes at 4 or 5 in the morning and as, and as soon as the, the f- they stopped viewing the uh, the footage the police officer asked uh, Chris Watts to go out to so I'd go back to his house and wait for the detective that was going to come and the police officer stayed behind to talk with the neighbor and just before uh or just after chris uh, left the neighbor's house even the neighbor admitted chris is acting weird he's off yeah he did he told and that, that, that to the officer the yeah
2: yeah and that's definitely the kind of neighbor you want to stay beside you that's going to call that bullshit out right um can we just talk about the footage though yeah, um, so Chris was standing watching the TV, and when he was put when Nate was trying to get the footage up, there was an ad um, advert played for American Horror Story.
0: Really?
2: And on yeah, and on this advert, there's lots, obviously you know what American Horror Stories like. Um, ah. but there's a there was a clip in the advert, and it was of a like not like a fetus like in the womb, and you see the change in Chris. And he puts his hands up, I'm sure. I don't, and he I don't remember that. The baby. And it's like he's just remembered that she was fucking pregnant, or that he's just realised that he's also killed the baby as well. Um, there's just a moment that he just and it was it was just an eerie um, coincidence mm. um, that that was what was shown on the TV while they were getting the footage up it was like I don't know if you believe in the universe and um, signs and things then it was like the universe was like come on this guy look what he's done like it was just right. it was a very fitting video to be playing with the situation um, but then Nate brought the footage up the camera footage and it shows that Kiss Watts backed his truck up onto the drive, right up to the garage doors, and he's seen loading things into the car. Mm. So he was like, "Oh, I just um, backed my truck up. I was loading tools for work and stuff." Um, And the guy, it was like, "Is that something you normally do?" And he's like, "No." He's like, um, "There's been break-ins and stuff, and I was worried about my tools being stolen." Tried to like cover up the change in behavior. So straight away he was already acting edgy, will not acting appropriately, um, and there's already change. Changes in his routine and his like ba- play, M um, shown. Um, so that was like already raising suspicion. And then when the policeman asked him to go over the road, Nate says to the policeman, "He's like, he's not acting right. Dude. He's just not acting right." Um, now and the bank completely agreed to him.
1: Now, when he said that there was break-ins and stuff that he was worried about, um, that I want was he kind of was he bluffing about the fact that there was break-ins? Were there break-ins in the area, or was that just something he was making up? No, I've I think there had anything. been. I think All there right, had been
0: that, because they. In interviewed this old lady and he, even she said there was a few break-ins a couple of months back
1: okay all so. right
2: okay because i hadn't heard that I was going to say the opposite there so
1: because that would have been like the worst lie ever if there hadn't been break-ins because he, he'd be telling it to a cop and the cop would know more than anybody if there was break-ins all in right, that area right. only so. if they'd been reported yeah like well, if if they hadn't been reported how would chris know about them because neighbors talk i guess
2: um and not everybody reports everything because like in he didn't say what was stole or from where they were stole do you know what I mean
0: well even um, if even if there were break-ins right what what does it have to do with him loading his truck at four or five in the morning right well, like, uh, it just seems like a
2: weird time work. no well if he started work early in the morning then and he's gonna load his truck before work it kinda makes sense Um, I think the only thing that didn't make sense was that was the first morning he had done it and his wife just happened to be missing right Um. so yeah then he went over the road and they said that and more places showed up obviously to like search the house and get details and is that when they the infamous porch interview happened for the oh, no, uh, that local city wasn't it
0: it was the next day yeah for uh, i forget what channel it was for uh, colorado was it in colorado
2: yeah it was in colorado hmm. I, um but the interview on the porch wasn't a planned interview so what had happened is the police had shown up to do a search of the house and chris watts had obviously been in the house and when the the police said that they were going to do the search. Chris Watts went outside and stood as if he wasn't allowed to be there. But no normal person would leave their house for everybody just to search through their stuff. Like you'd want to be there and see what they were touching and see what they were doing and um he left and I get I think that was him trying to distance himself it because he knows what he'd done and when he went on the port press were there and they took they just seized the opportunity, they seen the opportunity and went for it and I'm so glad they did because they done that interview, that ridiculous and interview
1: mm.
2: um, and as soon as everybody's seen it everybody knew that he was guilty so the interview they were asking him um, obviously questions about his relationship and stuff and that's mm. when he said that they'd asked if he had, they had had a fight, fight the night before and he said he wouldn't call it a fight it was a heated discussion I think was the word they used um, which was obviously a red flag because he had said that things had been okay that they hadn't fought or anything so then he'd changed his story in front of a camera and says that they had to have a heated discussion and then he was emotionless. there was no he wasn't upset there was no tears he wasn't struggling he seemed quite just chill he's like Mm. oh i had to stay i can't stay here again the kids aren't here i miss them um he kept distant he didn't use any of their names for starters Mm. um he was talking about them in the past tense Mm. um what else oh what happened there my call sorry my call made a really weird noise
1: your call now I, I believe wasn't it his, his girlfriend the one that he was having an affair with wasn't she involved some way or another Um, what, didn't she come to the house before the police did like Chris invited her over
2: uh, oh no she'd been over at the house when um, Shanann had been away so prior to <laughs> this when the affair started with them Shanann had taken the girls to visit her family for like weeks I think it was like six weeks or something um, uh. and obviously chris stayed at home for work he said hi you're back
0: yes uh today's just the weirdest day for skype
1: yeah well how long were you gone how long were you out
0: i heard uh, lisa talk about uh the girlfriend for six weeks after six yeah. weeks it cut off for me
2: no worries um, so yeah she was away for the six weeks and she had been messaging her friends saying that she was worried about the relationship he wasn't being loving he wasn't being affectionate he was unhappy um, she was saying how that he had wanted the baby and now he, now that she's pregnant he doesn't want the baby um, So I think she was just really confused and feeling a bit lost within her relationship um, and obviously she wanted to get it back she was being really nice and she was sending them lots of lovely messages and she was telling them like please if you don't want to be with me like tell me. Like um just it was it's so sad and he was just being so cold.
0: Wait, who who said that? The wife or the Shanann, girlfriend?
2: Yeah, no, Shanann. The wife, okay. Yeah. And this is when he had started the affair, um or was seen Nicole more regularly. I can't say that word more often. Mm. Um was when she was away, um mm-hmm. and that's when he'd had her over at the house and stuff. And she said she didn't like being at the house because she seen pictures of them together and she was like, Why are you doing this? Like you've got everything, you've got the house, you've got the wife, you've got the kids, you've got the car, like why are you doing this? Um she says it confused her a bit. Like when she seen their life together, she was confused it was at why he was having an affair with her. hmm um, mm-hmm.
1: No, yeah Did do have? um
2: On oh, you go Conrad
1: Was he having Financial difficulties With his house Like was he behind On payments Or something like that
2: They had already Been bankrupt once I think they were Ready to file For bankruptcy again Um, I know they were In a lot of debt I don't know if they were Behind on payments But they were In a lot of debt they, I know there was One bill they hadn't Paid in over a year Shanann had Lupus I think Um, She had health can- Problems uh-huh. anyway And the kid um, One of the kids Had a nut allergy, and I think she um, the kids had some medical problems, so there was like loads of medical bills, really expensive medical bills. Um, but also they had like the big house, the big car, like yeah. Um, so I think they were living out with their means, and they were struggling. Mm. Um, bad enough for them to be considering filing for bankruptcy a second time.
0: So did any of you guys hear the the audio of of uh, the interrogation of the girlfriend from the police? Yes. So <laughs> when they were <laughs> so in. Intimidated- yeah, she was like, well, they had asked her a question like, do you have any of the messages saved? She's like, no, I deleted them all because he lied to me and I was so furious. It was kind of a heat in the moment thing, you know, where you get uh, fed up with someone you just want to erase them from your life. And so they're, they're like immediately like, well, that's pretty suspicious that you would delete every message. Yeah, <laughs> And she's all like, no, 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 no. Let me, let me tell you. He lied to me. When I found out that he was saying that he was going to leave his wife for me and that he was completely done and then to find out that he wasn't planning to leave his wife that's when uh she decided to just cut him loose from her life apparently which i found it well pr- pretty odd too no. because who completely deletes every message i know plenty of people like even after they get uh, divorced or broken up or whatever they have still every message they don't completely erase everything
2: i'd probably delete messages to be honest but not photos
0: not photos? No, photos
2: or memories but I'd probably just delete messages. There's no point in hanging on to old conversations if they don't matter to you anymore. But the pictures... Or a nice moment, um. So I'd probably, I just, I'd probably get other text messages.
0: I don't know. I found it suspicious because as far, suspicious as far as far as I know, well, I mean, been, um, she's still, well, I think, well, being looked at as like a co-conspirator because she was at the house several times <laughs> and she she was aware that she was having an affair when they started the relationship. Well, I and think and she's pretending suspicious? to be a victim.
2: Yes, um. What makes her suspicious was throughout the interview, at the beginning of the interview, not. Throughout the interview She pretended that she hadn't known about Shanann And had thought they were broken up And never knew who she was before Chris Watts But when they searched her computer They found that she had searched up Shanann The year prior I think So she knew all about Shanann and the relationship And for mm. a long time we thought We, I said we as if I was involved there For a long time <laughs> people thought That it had read like the police discovery files Thought that the date she would searched Shanann been a typo so it was looked into and requested in the police or the FBI or whatever made a statement or comment um, saying that it wasn't a typo that that was the actual date so she had searched them previously and knew all about them she also was like I deleted messages because he lied to me but the day that Shanann was missing he was texting Nicole while the police were there right
0: (laughs) right that came out later in the court hearing
2: so she hadn't cut him off at all she was still with them, um, as a line, little skate. um, exactly. Which- she really annoys me. Um, now,
0: now, did you, any of you? She also
2: uh, uh-huh. said that um she delete, she did say she deleted all the messages, but then came out and said she hadn't deleted them all. She still had some of them, and she handed her phone over to be cloned so they could like read all the messages and um, or downloaded or whatever they do it. Um, but there was messages they couldn't recover for I thought they reason.
0: I thought they could go to like the phone company and get all that, or is that um, is that a lo- is that a law pass now where they can't do that? <laughs>
1: It. i'm not sure but um, i'm pretty sure they can
0: um
2: they need to subpoena Yeah, yeah that's it they need to subpoena um because if they just approach the phone company the phone company will just say no because it's an invasion of privacy a mm-hmm. data breach that's what they'll call it in it um but yeah there were some messages they couldn't recover so she hadn't deleted them all she'd been selective over what messages she deleted and i think that'll become important important that'll be a wee point that's important later we mm-hmm. will come back to that
0: um so did did y'all see when they also interviewed the um, anonymous gay lover that he had, apparently?
1: Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> so, uh, this is my first time hearing about it.
0: Yeah, yeah. So they actually investigated him uh, in person, and the guy was like, dude, you're wasting my time. You're just telling me that you hooked up with him one night as a booty call and he gave you $60. <laughs> so I, I, I didn't know if this was uh, something that actually happened, if this guy really did know Chris Watt, well, but a- apparently- I'm, I'm
2: not sure why the police didn't believe him if they like, found like, actually, um, something confirming that he was lying. Um, but part of me thinks it could have been true yeah Just, me too
0: I, I think it could have been true because obviously we didn't know this man at all right um, he had uh, he had a girlfriend on the side from his wife for how long um, At least a year?
2: Was it, I don't think it was as long as that. I didn't think it was as long as that.
0: No? Maybe maybe half a year, six months, something yeah. like that? And he uh, was capable of doing, obviously, heinous crimes. I, I would imagine he would have multiple lovers if he wanted to.
2: Yeah, and I think because Chris what used to be fatter than he was now. Um and apparently a lot of his changes happened when he lost all the weight. Um, so I don't know if it gave him some newfound confidence or arrogance. Um where he could sleep with who he wanted and he was acting single because he thought like he felt better about himself and had more confidence and was just maybe trying to experience some things that he hadn't experienced before. So maybe he never really felt like wanted sexually before. Mm. Because he used to be chunkier. Right. Um so I think that maybe like that's my reasoning, and a lot of guys experiment with guys, or and there's so I would many, say, there's so I'll many say, straight men out there who are straight, but will sleep with men or have slept with men secretly,
0: so, yeah,
2: yeah. So I wouldn't put it past them to do it secretly, and then to pay them um, would make obviously make us feel better about it because it was just a transaction then. It wasn't anything to do with being attracted to men. It wouldn't have been anything to do with, like, his sexuality. It was just that. Well, see, that. What,
0: what I want to know is because the police were during the investigation or the interview they asked him so are you a hooker and he's like no I'm not a hooker if he wasn't a hooker where was he from because obviously he didn't work from the oil field so how does Chris <laughs> know this person this is what I want to know
2: yeah I wondered that too but then grinder that's what I assumed
0: uh, yeah I guess that's true yeah
2: and there is a lot of um, sex workers use apps like Grinder and Tinder and stuff to find clients
1: yeah it's not like they're gonna tell the police yes I I am a, uh, a prostitute <laughs> uh uh, you know, one of them criminals. Yeah. All
2: right. Especially
1: when it's a sex
2: worker that gets criminalized for it and not the person procuring the sex.
1: I'll be right back. You guys can keep talking. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Shannon's friend, Nicole Ackerson. Mm-hmm. Wasn't she there When the police Were there At one point Or
2: Yeah it was her That called the police In the first place To do the welfare check mm-hmm. um, So she was there During the initial The initial search Of the house So she was there When Chris found The wedding ring And also she found Shanann's mobile phone and I thought it was Her, uh, her
1: son church. It was um, Or her son Nicole yeah. Atkinson's son
2: Yeah oh. he was Yeah you could be right um, But they found her phone in her handbag And obviously Shanann used her phone For her work in or social media and she was very present in social media and used a lot of that for work as well so um that was another like massive alarm bell for the defense
1: right because it I mean phone phone addicts uh, generally don't leave their phones at home but the the idea that she left her phone her car her car seat her purse all of that stuff at home and just wasn't there mm-hmm. uh, was definitely a, a really big red flag because it showed that she didn't leave home uh, willingly or with much of a plan beforehand.
2: Yeah, and Nicole, everybody that knew Shannon um, knew she was a really careful, caring mother. So she went not left without her car seats for her kids because it was dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, she always had her phone because she needed it for business and for her social media, but also to be in contact because they all had medical conditions. So um, yeah. so people it, that knew her knew lots. Of it was all this was really strange with how she was like in her personality in her behaviours. I think she's a very cautious person.
1: That's not the kind of person that's just going to leave home with their kids. kids. It and was also take...
2: the kid's first day of school. Yeah. And he was trying to say she had said she was going on a play date and it was meant to be their first day of school or their first day of school was like the next day. So they were like, no, it was meant to be their first day of school. And they were like, why would she go on a play date when they're supposed to be starting school? Yeah. So there was a lot of alarm bells very early on.
1: I think. Uh-huh. And didn't um, didn't Chris, the day of the murder, didn't he call the school and tell the school that his kids weren't going to be there?
2: Yeah, I think he'd done it on the way home when the police had already phoned him yeah I'm sure I'm sure that's what happened is um, they'd phoned him to make him home because obviously Shanam has been reported missing and um, he phoned the school and told them the kids wouldn't be coming to unenroll them
1: uh okay I-, I thought he did that before he knew that the police were at his house oh maybe well I, I guess it really doesn't make too much of a difference but the, w- the thing that I was thinking is he was uh, put that in there beforehand because he wanted to make it look like she left later than and she, um, than the murder that took place because I think he murdered them at like 2 a.m. and he wanted to make it look like, um, they had left at uh, later that day in the evening or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, he was wanting to make it look like they'd left in the morning because she'd apparently
2: told him she was going to play date at a friend's but couldn't tell him tell Andy where this friend stayed or who it was or but then she didn't take the oh, kids' yeah. car. That's and a stuff, so.
1: that's a uh a, another red flag there. He, he couldn't name the friend, where the friend was, how long they were going to be there, anything like that.
2: Yes. The guy was just He really didn't think this through at all.
1: Yeah. He, he was definitely caught on the, caught on the back foot there.
2: Yeah. um, And I don't think he's the brightest, so he couldn't think very well on his feet.
1: Um And um, didn't he also had a dog, right? A, a chihuahua or something? Yeah, there was a dog. I always forget about the dog. I don't know where the dog was or is. It was locked or, in a crate at his uh, house, and yeah. uh, there's, there's, um, that that was another hint because um, he had locked the the dog up, but he had fed it food and left its food in the cage, like he was expecting the dog to be in its cage all day. Yeah. So it seemed as though it was planned that he knew that nobody's going to come home and take care of it. Hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah, he actually fed it pizza, which is... I don't know much about Chihuahua's diet or... It was a small dog, but I do know that you shouldn't be feeding them uh, pizza. That's not... No, you really all, shouldn't. No, no. Uh, something for a dog. Um,
2: No, it's really not good for a dog. Pizza's really bad. I pure want pizza now. Pizza's really bad for a dog.
1: So where are we at? Is Eric still gone? I'm pretty sure he is. <laughs> So, can you know what, what hear do you me? think made the um the snap in his mind? Do you think it was like a combination of things? Cuz that's kind of what I'm leaning towards. I think it was he just wasn't a very good person and his life was not going the way that he wanted it to and he's very selfish. Find cash up and go. So, I think that it was a, a ver- his motive was um selfish um it it was like the pure purely that he didn't um i think it was cowardly um that he was afraid of being a a failure
2: and um, no he was just afraid of breaking up with her. no because then he'd have to deal with paying child support he'd have uh the ex-wife like he'd have all the baggage and i think he was just Uh too scared to deal with that baggage along with the mistress like because i don't think she would have been too happy about the kids and the ex-wife and stuff right Um, so I think it was a very cowardly way out rather than him facing up and being a man and being like look I don't love you anymore I don't want to be with you, this isn't working and leaving, I've met somebody new like I just, I think he was too scared to deal with all the the, um, I don't want to say dramatics of it but all the baggage that comes with all the arguments and the the crossfire like yeah because one
1: thing that I've I've read about in my study of criminology, my light study, (laughs) is that sometimes um, parents before they commit suicide if they're a a suicidal parent they will sometimes uh murder their kids before they commit suicide because they want to commit suicide but they don't want their kids to suffer yeah yeah Uh, and i was and you know i
2: I can well i can kind of understand it in a weird twisted way um i'd hate i've felt suicidal and in like messed up places and the only thing that stopped me sometimes is i literally don't want naomi have to deal with that like without me being the to look after and support her through it so um that to me i can understand that how bad a place they must be at if that's their only way is to kill their kids so they can kill themselves and then none of yeah. them have to be without the other one um, yeah.
1: But i don't think that that's what he was going for I, so, I had that thought for a bit that maybe that was chris's motivation is he wanted he didn't want to see his family suffer and he felt like he was a failure and so he just wanted to kill them so they wouldn't have to suffer with him because mm-hmm. he was going to go through a bankruptcy and all of that and he just wanted to start over. But I don't think that was the case. No, because he wasn't going to kill them. he never him, showed so. really anything towards his kids, as far as I can tell. Uh, and just like his his cold demeanor towards everything. Yeah. Kind of makes me think that it was just a selfish thing. Because so, also the idea... His mom,
2: like, a lot of your behavior and things you do in life obviously come from your parents and what you've learned. Uh, and his mum is horrible. She's just not nice like um she's very domineering very overbearing um, Shanann was never good enough Shanann was the worst Shanann wasn't good enough for Chris Shanann like she yeah. really disliked Shanann um, and from what I see that he grew up and his mum was obviously a very dominant controlling personality mm-hmm. and then he's m- married Shanann who's older than him divorced um, but she wasn't controlling in the controlling sense but she was very organised and um like things to be done certain ways and like to have things in order <clears throat> um, I think she's a dominating personality but not in a nasty sense um, and he's just meek little Chris that went along with it for a long yeah, time so
1: more of an, like, a passive aggressive man
2: yeah Um. and I think that he's met Nicole and thought he could break free like realized he didn't want that anymore because Nicole was new and fun and blah 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 um, can you all hear but me instead of being brave yeah, yeah
0: hi
1: so where are we at um, uh, we were just talking about Motivations and uh, why he did what he did and all of that. We, uh, we talked a little bit about um, how uh, sometimes parents will, uh, before they commit suicide, will kill their children so their children don't have to suffer and that sort of thing. And we kind of came, both came to the conclusion that it wasn't in the sense that he didn't want to see his kids suffer, that he murdered them because he felt like a failure. We just, just both came to the conclusion that he was kind of a, um, a selfish person. And then we were talking right. about his, uh, his mother or Shannon's stepmother and how she was a controlling person. Um, uh,
0: Chris's mom, stepmom? Yeah.
1: No, Chris's mom or Shannon's
0: yeah. step. Not Shannon's mother-in-law. Yeah, uh, so yes. like who's stepmom?
2: do <laughs> that was that was so So concerned. wait,
0: uh, was Shannon married before Chris? Were either of them married before they were together?
2: Yeah, Shannon was married before. And Chris's mom didn't like that. Even right. though her daughter had been married before and divorced, but that was fine, but um it wasn't okay for Shannon, obviously.
1: Right, because um her, her two daughters Shanann's two daughters were not actually Chris's daughters, right? I thought they were. Oh, but you're I thought ta- they were... are you
0: talking about Bella and
1: Celeste? Yeah, I thought that they were daughters from a different marriage, but maybe not. No, they're Chris's. Yeah, they're okay. they're
0: Chris's. In the in the um, what's it called? The the trial where they actually had uh, Chris Watts there and everyone, t- uh, you know, giving their speeches and testimonies. The uh, they said, "How can you do this to your own to your own daughters?" So, <clears throat> did did, did y'all start talking about the court case? at all? No, no,
2: we're nowhere near the court case yet.
1: <laughs> no? Yeah, we were just mostly talking about motivations and psychology and that sort of thing.
0: Uh, I'm not too sure about the motivation. I think he just panicked and kind of freaked out that, oh, my my side chick is not too happy that I'm still with my wife and my wife is going to find out that I have a side chick pretty soon. So I'm just going to go into panic mode and uh, kind of just do whatever comes to mind. <laughs> <laughs> that's what no, it's, that's it, it seems i don't he know planned.
2: if he planned it wasn't it. no he's no he's admitted that he planned it um so the day the murders he took the two girls to a birthday party and played games with them and blah 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 and they had a lovely day apparently he didn't let the girls have ice cream or cake or something um so he, he took them outside while i lived the else he either the cake or the ice cream or whatever it was um rather than letting them have it um but he said he knew that day at some point he was like walking down the hall oh, he was going to tuck the girls in, I think, and he thought this is the last time I'm ever going to do this. Um, like he knew throughout the day that that's he was going to do it. Um, yeah, he definitely planned it, but he obviously didn't plan it very well because I I see. Fun. Look,
0: I, I have a theory, and I I don't think Chris Watt is uh the mastermind. I actually think it's the girlfriend because yeah, lots of people think this. Well, I mean, it, it kind of seems that way because she said to the police like, "Hey, look, I deleted those messages." Messages. I stopped talking to him the day I found out that his wife went missing that was over for me obviously it wasn't because she was still texting with him during everything and he was saying mm-hmm. oh we're gonna live somewhere else I think they were planning on buying a house together they were saying I can't wait to start my life over with you blah 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 and she said or the police asked her has he ever told you that he loved him? he's just like several times have you told him that you loved him she's like yeah of course so I think, well, I, think she like, I think she's I think she's the master-
2: like rewind. i've told him a couple times but he wants to say it more than i do um and i'm just not quite there like so apparently chris watches uh, more than i feel more like than she, she probably mine.
0: said that to the police just so it doesn't seem like she was overly obsessed with him like i think she was and i think yeah. everybody no, else yeah she was, certain, she was super like, she's super obsessed with him
2: mistress, yeah. and like she was online for hours looking up wedding dresses and stuff Ugh.
0: yeah
2: um yeah like she was well aware that she was a mystery. And she was, she really wanted him. She told Chris that she wanted to give him his first son.
0: Yes.
2: And I feel like that was very, I don't know, maybe it's just because Shanam is pregnant with a boy, but I'm like, I think she found out or he told her that Shannam is pregnant with a boy and she was like, I wanted to give you your first son. I'm never going to be first and had a pure spoiled brat tantrum. Um, And I think that's what sent Chris into a panic. And I think, well, I that think from that, I think she been definitely manipulated Chris chris instead of breaking up or he's killed her um no she definitely manipulated him i think um i also think chris tried to cause shenanah miscarriage
0: really yeah it's he the gave first time her, i hearing about that
2: he gave her oxycodone is that what it's called or oxycodin or something um, he gave her some type of medication anyway, like spiked her with it, um, she was un- like, she didn't know um, because he'd heard that it could cause miscarriage and I think that was so that like he still had that with Nicole. He could be like, look, no, you- there's still a chance you could give me my first son, but it obviously didn't work because she was still pregnant. Um, mm-hmm. But he said that he was asked where the drug came from and he said that's a secret he will take to his grave, he'll never ever tell and I think that's because it was Nicole. I think ah. the mistress gave him the drugs. So she She'd miscarry and i think she was well aware of what was happening yeah um, i think
1: i think that she knew as well um which is why she deleted the messages because yes i think in there when he Definitely. said things like i can't wait to start her life over again she knew that that was um she, evidence she, that she had been told beforehand that yeah of his plan mm-hmm. um, so i think he, she at least also, knew about it there was
2: um because he said there was some dark things went on in her house that he'll never talk about whatever the fuck that was on so i think there might have been like some drugs and maybe some sexual things that he doesn't want to talk about um, and during an interview she mentioned her friend Jim but then wouldn't give the police details on who Jim was cause Jim had to be left out and Jim had nothing to do with it and I don't know if I've just I'm um, twisted in the head I wonder and maybe it's because this guy came along and says he'd slept with Chris I'm wondering if maybe there was some threesomes and stuff going on maybe he's exploring his sexuality a lot more Really cool. like maybe they were exploring some kinks or mm. maybe they were just exploring his sexuality or Ever, but I feel like maybe that um why she won't give details on who this person is is because I think mm-hmm. they might have all been hooking up together.
0: Maybe. The possibility. Um,
2: but um otherwise, why wouldn't you say who Jim was? Or was Jim the drug dealer? It is Jim been. where the drugs came from? Do you know what I mean? So that's my two thoughts on that. But, um she really made herself look Super guilty and super shady throughout her interview, with all the the secrets and the little lies and stuff, like her internet searches and mysterious gym. And she kept saying, like, um, at one point Chris was going to visit va- his family, and she was like, "Yeah, go be with your people. They're your people." And it just made me want to punch her in the face. But um, it made her seem very fake, as if she was all for him going and being with his family and working in his relationship when she was searching up wedding dresses and being like, um, searching up things about being somebody's mistress so she was very what she said wasn't congruent with what her actions had been in the lead up to it Mm -hmm. so I think that's what um, raised a lot of suspicion but there was never enough of anything with her Um, apparently she's been into hiding like, nobody knows where she is, she's not on any social media, she's not done any interviews, she's not... She's yeah, just, it's like very
1: suspicious.
2: Well, I could understand. She really is hated, right? People really don't like her. Like, people think as bad about her as people think about Casey Anthony. And people really don't like her either. Um. So I can understand why if you were involved and people really hated you like that, you'd go. Like, I could, you, I could understand why somebody would go into hiding and try and start afresh and not be that woman in red, I guess. Um. But it also is very suspicious and does raise flags because if you're innocent and all, all you've done wrong is having an affair with a man, why would you uproot your life? Why would you go into hiding when literally all you've done, and I know having an affair with a married man's horrible, but it's not the worst crime in the world that doesn't warrant going into hiding. So it is very suspicious, and it does make me think she's got there's more involvement than mm-hmm. she's
1: got. And I think on. that I think that if she hadn't been involved in some form or fashion, um, she would have had something to turn over to the police, at least somewhere, and help out in the investigation. But from all I can tell, she um, stonewalled the police uh, at every... Every turn, she never was like, "Oh, here's some useful information that he said to me once upon a time. This might be helpful." No, none of that.
2: Yeah. In fact, she was all about trying to hide and um, not. She was. She tried to come across as if she was being helpful and um, honest. When in fact, she was actually being quite deceitful and trying to distract for things. And um, she she wasn't being very helpful. She was
0: just too defensive. Every time the police asked her something, she was just way too defensive with her answers.
2: Yeah, she was very defensive. At the same time, I could also see why, if you've been having an affair with somebody who's just killed an entire family, I'd maybe feel like people were on the attack. And I get quite defensive when I feel like that. So I could come across wrong in an interview. But it was her evasiveness. Not saying that, yep, I knew he was married and I still had an affair with him. Not saying who Jim was. Not saying she'd gave him oxy. The dogs, like, um, things like that. I feel like, um yeah, they always suspicion. And they were all found out really fast too. Like, it was a really stupid thing for her to do. Because she gave this interview while fucking handing her phone over to get searched. So again, she's not the brightest. Like, she might be able... I think she did manipulate him. Um, But she's also not the brightest either ordered the two of them completely narcissistic and thought they could get away with
1: it There's yeah I that. think, I think he, he thought he could get away with it I don't yeah. think that um, because he was or
2: was it just that he couldn't bear to say he was lying like shit just see that way just getting tangled up in a web of lies and it had gone too far and he too far to
1: back out so he just kept lying I don't know I hate him uh, it's just the way that he, I think he was overconfident, really, just looking at him. He, he seemed as though he he never thought that any of that sort of stuff would happen, which shows me that he just was confident yeah. that he could get away with it. Because if he if he thought that he wasn't going to get away with it and he just murdered them out of um, a fit of passion or something like that and it wasn't a plan that he was trying to get away with, then I think he would have said something to someone at some time or, or something to a neighbor or a friend or a co or somebody that says, um, you know, they, where he'd essentially be saying goodbye or something like that, where he would give someone an indication that uh, he made an error. Yeah. If it was just like he he murdered someone out of a fit of passion. But since I don't think it was a thing of passion that I think he planned it out. If that's the case, if it was a plan, just how poorly it was done shows me that he was overconfident.
0: I was going to say, if this was planned, it was, it was, uh, Badly. Th- yeah, bad. Badly planned from the beginning.
2: Well, I kinda wonder there was he had tanks of fuel, like tanks of petrol, in his car, um and there had been supposed to be maintenance work done at the that, um, where he disposed of the bodies, um, and he called that off. So, I kind of wonder whether he planned to go back. If his plan had been to go to work for the day, go home, go out in her car, mm-hmm. and set the place on fire and cause a massive explosion, getting rid of the bodies, getting rid of evidence, right? Um, I don't because know, but uh, as a plan as someone, who, works,
1: as someone who, who was working at an oil field, I, I think that he would have known what would be like the. The you know they would train him in like the safety of how not to cause some sort of a petrol f- uh, fueled explos- mm-hmm. explosion so I think that he could just that he would know that he just do the opposite of what they kept telling him to do yep. and that he he knew exactly how he was going to dispose of the body and just make it look like a work accident
0: mm-hmm,
2: yeah and I think that um, the friend being super vigilant um, is what stopped that from happening because who knows how bad an explosion that would have been if he'd like set the police on fire and all exploded there were some massive oil tanks
1: mm-hmm. um, and yeah, th- there have been some really large oil refinery explosions over the years so mm-hmm. it, it could have been really bad i don't know it would have been at the an oil field or at the an oil uh refinery um because if it's just an oil field it probably wouldn't have been as bad i
2: feel like it was an oil i don't know what the difference is to be honest but from the pictures it just it looks like there's nothing really around it looks like a desert hmm. Yeah, so I don't imagine like too many people would have been hurt, but the damage, like, I still imagine would have been bad, and it would have been bad enough to like completely get rid of bodies, I'm sure, or like completely destroy evidence so that they could never have known it was them or whatever. Do you know what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm. So. <clears throat> The uh, court case was interesting because throughout the uh, you know uh, both families when they were talking the <clears throat> the brother-in-law couldn't even read his own speech. He had to get the uh, the lawyer to say it for him. And the uh, the parent when his parents started talking, saying that <clears throat> how they they still loved him even though what he did and they're glad that no one came to the the agreement of the death penalty for him because it, it would have been legal for uh, uh his situation in Colorado the death penalty would have been legal but no one pursued it and how just like the, the vicious crimes that they were described the way he uh, disposed of his daughter's bodies the, the camera the court camera zoomed in on Chris's face and he looked like he was crying a bit like he was Shooking up so that to me tells me okay he's obviously not a psychopath because if he was it wouldn't have affected the fact well, that he he was psychopaths really
2: have emotions well,
0: like not they, really they, they're kind they're kind they, of distant and and, and close to those kind of emotions
2: they um pertain to themselves like they can feel things for people and for themselves they just in most situations they don't but they can like they can psychopath they can love and they can care for things um they just mostly don't. Uh-huh. Um, I think it's mostly that
1: empathy think, is what they struggle with.
2: Yeah, they struggle with empathy. That's that they can't like put themselves in other people's shoes and feel for other people and feel somebody else's sadness and things. Um, which is why they don't understand why people cry when somebody else dies and things like they're like what. Um, yeah. but I feel like he done a lot of um, like mentally blocking and distancing himself from it and not really facing up to what he'd done. So I think sitting in the court case and seeing what he's caused, seeing the hurt and hearing what he done and stuff, like, I feel like it finally made him face up to it a little. But I, don't, I think he's in a lot of denial. Yeah. Like, we can't deny what he's done and stuff. I still think he's, like, in some sort of denial state where he, because I don't think he could handle it. I, th- I think he'd kill himself if he actually faced up to the severity of what he's done. And I think he's just, and I think one day it'll hit him. One day. And he'll face it, he'll have to, you can't go through life without not and I don't I don't think he is the kind of person that can't have emotions and feelings. I don't think he's a psychopath. I think he's very narcissistic and not one time did he think about anything but himself
1: throughout that. Well, I and, actually think that he's he's a little different than just a regular um, narcissist because like you were saying, his mother uh, was very um, harsh. And mm-hmm. I think that he probably had low self-esteem. Yeah, And, he, and so he was always trying to um, make himself look better because he, w- he was trying to validate himself. Yeah. So in a sense, still a, a um, narcissist, but not a narcissist who sees himself as a great person, but a narcissist yeah. who had self-conscious.
2: Oh, I watched this amazing Doctor... Um, oh god I forget her name um, on YouTube I really like her but she does a lot of videos about narcissism and she was saying that all narcissists have no self esteem and that's why they're so fucking narcissistic because it's not about I feel so good about myself everybody should think I'm amazing it's more like I want the world to think I'm so amazing because really I think I'm really shit and I don't want the world seeing or thinking about me the way I think about me and they, um, they'll they have their nice clothes and they'll look good and stuff but it's not because that makes them feel good it's because they want other people to think highly of them and think well of them and think oh they're dressed good and they look good and oh they're hot and oh look they're so they must have a good job and all about um it's all like an act mask to fool the world into thinking you're something you're not because you actually don't have any self-value and self-love
1: so i wonder perhaps um when he was crying at the trial Uh, perhaps that was he he was not really crying because of all the terrible things that he had done and he was sad about what he had done but he was upset that he was being in a way humiliated
2: yeah look at how the world's going to see me now they're going to think I'm a child killer they're going to think I'm a murderer they're going to think I'm this Mm -hmm. yeah could be. But even that, even if he's crying for that, that's still having, him having to face up to it, partly, in a sense that he's finally like, he's seen how the world's going to see him, because that's what he is. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I, I, I pure hate him. I hate him so much.
0: So is there anything we haven't covered yet?
1: Uh, I suppose... Uh, the verdict of his sentence and uh, where he's being imprisoned.
2: All right. Um. So it was. Uh, hold on two seconds. I lost my train of thought. Yeah. No. And you go. I completely lost what I was going to say. I, I don't
0: it. remember all the uh, what he was charged for. I know it was three counts of the first degree. And then. Yeah. And then. Oh, he unlawful killing. Uh, uh, yeah. Unlawful so.
2: termination of pregnancy. I think. All
1: right. Yeah. That. And... He
2: got a life sentence, didn't he? Or he got like a uh, he got five interest.
1: life sentences.
2: Yeah, he got one for each of them.
1: Mm-hmm. And then he got two other life sentences for other crimes. Um, but those are uh, concurrent uh, life sentences. So he can serve those ones at the same time that he serves the other ones. So, uh,
2: yeah. And um, then he
1: also received an additional uh, 40, 48 years for the unlawful termination of his wife's pregnancy and 36 years for three charges of tampering with a deceased body. Man's going to rot.
2: I must admit, I do like how in america use will give them that life sentence for each victim or whatever um because then it goes down it's still down as justice like he's still being served that for whatever charge whereas over here we don't tend to do that
1: yeah uh, i think generally seen in the eu a, a life uh, sentence being uh, uh inhumane
2: yeah um yeah i think over here mostly it's 25 like there is people that are in for life and will never get out Um, But most of the time I think a life sentence is like 25, 15 to 25 years over here. Um, but we don't tend to If somebody Like Say if Chris Watts Was over here Being charged Like he wouldn't have been Done like a life sent He'd been Found guilty Of all his life sent All the charges But he wouldn't have been Sentenced to Five separate life sentences Full life sentences uh-huh. Um. It just It gets It's just like We um, Differences But I think I like how In Americans is like a justice For each charge Like each person Got their own life sentence Justice Even though The man can only serve. One life sentence. I like that. Yeah, generally.
1: That. The thing in uh, America is w- with a life sentence, oftentimes uh, the years are reduced for good behavior or that sort of thing. Or um, Yeah. Or it can be talked down. So if you're sentenced to five uh, consecutive, or, or in this case, three consecutive life sentences, it, despite whatever he may do to reduce this sentencing that he's been put in jail for, he'll he'll never get, never get, get down low enough.
2: Yeah. Um. Which is what he deserves. He deserves to fucking rot. Um. Especially the callousness and the coldness that M um, A disposed of the bodies. Then hold on, I need to put on a jumper. I suddenly get really cold. Um. When he was so. He disposed of Shanann in a shallow grave. So he dropped her body mm-hmm. in a sheet and put her in the truck. And sat the kids on the cu- in the back of the car. Um, well, apparently the first time he admitted doing it, he said the kids were alive and he killed them at the oil field. Yeah. But then he made a second confession where he said that he killed the kid and then he killed Shanann. And then while he was killing Shanann, the older daughter walked into the room and he hadn't killed her and her face was bruised. Um, and he killed her again. And so they were dead when he loaded them into the truck um, and he went to what oh, I'm actually pure shaking um he went to the oil field and he dug a shallow grave for Shanann and he says he tipped her out the sheet. That was the word they use. He just tipped her, or he dumped her out the sheet. Mm-hmm. So he just like unrolled her and let her fall into this shallow grave. Um, and I'm guessing he buried her. But she had a um, what's it called? She delivered the baby after yeah. she died. Um, and then he carried each kid individually up into in top of the oil batteries. Um, put each one through a hole that was eight inches. So that had been a squeeze. And um, on one of them, they found one of the girls' hair trapped in the hat. And he had said something along the lines of... um, when he was getting questioned, he was like, Oh, I didn't stomp them through. Um which has then led like FBI agents to think that he actually did have to like yeah. use his foot to force the older child through the gap. Um those FBI agents done such an amazing job and they've been really traumatized by this case. The man yeah. can't I even think the,
1: the worst leave part his house, is that he... really.
2: um, the male FBI agent can't leave his house because when he sees young girls he's triggered um, and when he freaks out and has panic attacks and and when he does go out with his wife, she has to tell him, don't look left, put your head down, like look over that way, so that he doesn't see little girls and be so triggered by it. It's such a horrendous thing. And so many people, like, life's been completely and utterly destroyed by this.
1: Yeah. And the butterfly effect of committing one crime is yeah. just it, endless sorrow, really.
0: So I actually, in the court hearing, I heard that he smothered the girls.
1: Yeah, with a blanket, I believe is what he said. I thought it was with a pillow. Well, in either um, way... I don't it, think
2: he said what he smothered them with. I think he just said he smothered them um, and there was fibers found, but I don't know. They think they could test them because um, the girls were saturated in oil and they had to um, do a special, get like specially trained people in and it was really dangerous to get the bodies to, to drain the batteries and um, all those people are extremely traumatised by retrieving those girls from those batteries um, but they were, they were, they had blankets with them I think, or the little one had a blanket weird, and they think that's what they used to smother them.
1: Yeah, either that or that's what he was using to disguise them while he loaded the truck. Yeah. But I think the worst part is that he that that he used suffocation because it's it's not like he walked up and he stabbed them with a knife and it was one and done. It's like he had to make several decisions as he was you know choking them that he could have stopped at any time.
2: At any time, but, yeah.
1: And then as as the, the as he was killing them, he he just kept going and going and going. So and then he yeah. went from one to the next to the next. It just
2: and then went back to kill the kid that woke up again like that is so horrible yeah i think i I couldn't imagine killing a kid at any kid, never mind just my own. Right? I couldn't imagine killing any kid once. Never mind killing the same kid again. I
0: like, think a, a like, life sentence was too good for this dude. I think he, I think he should have gotten the death penalty.
1: Mm, uh, I, I don't know. I think it, it depends on person to person. Uh, for some, for some people, having a life sentence is worse.
2: Yeah, uh, that's what I feel like. I'm like, should they not? Should people not be made to live with their crimes and the pain that they've caused and never be able to escape that? Because once they're dead, they're gone. They don't think. About it anymore, mm. but I think some, I think the killers that get kicks out it and get thrills out it, they need to be gone. They can't be living their life mem- like remembering and getting that buzz again. Um, whereas other killers that like it wasn't for enjoyment or pleasure. It did I don't think they should get like a death sentence. I think they should like have to spend the rest of their life in a box thinking about their fucking crime.
1: There is one thing though about uh, the death sentence in America. It's not like they're given the death sentence and gone out and executed the next day. In fact, most people who I think sentenced to death in America never actually are executed. They die of natural causes while they sit in jail because – there's a long legal battle that generally yeah. happens that lasts for like 30 years or so.
2: Yeah. Um, and no, I totally agree with that being in place and not only for the fact that they still have to like serve out a sentence and like live with what they've done and stuff for a while but also that there is there is like so many people that have been on death row and been innocent and like um and it's taken so long for them to get people to believe them then get people to fight their corner and then get justice and be released and stuff that I feel like there has to be that that massive gap because you can't just go about killing innocent people
1: well the thing about most of the people who are innocent on death row is it's not that they're innocent innocent it's that the what the the crime that they committed they they show in some way that it wasn't um, intentional, that they did accidental manslaughter or something like that. Yeah. So it's not as though a lot of the times the people who go to jail on death row are not entirely innocent, but they may not no, be it, then, as guilty as the, the, the charges that were applied yeah, against them.
2: Yes, but then once that, like, they've done their, say, their 25, 30 year and they finally get somebody to believe that they don't deserve to be in death row and then they've done their time and they can get out like because they've done so long anyway like that's them done their time for their manslaughter so i still yeah. think there should be like that massive gap needs to be there um otherwise there will be people who don't deserve to be dead dead hmm. i could talk about this case all day long <laughs>
0: I think we discussed majority of all the details, I think.
1: Um, Chris Watts is currently at the uh, Dodge Correctional, Correctional Institution, a maximum security prison in Wisconsin.
2: Yeah, that's where he, the FBI agents went and seen him for the second time and he made his second confession. He also was writing to a woman who wrote a book. Uh,
1: yeah.
2: Um And apparently, I've not read the book yet, Um it's full of lies yeah I know and uh, that's why I've not bought it yet but I really want to read the lies but I don't want to give her money I feel like she's exploited such a horrible situation Um, I, I just I don't think she's went about it at all in any way that was right Um, so I have not bought the book yet also Chris's mum wrote a book inverted commas a book but it was actually just released like Facebook post Um, but I've not read that yet either because I don't like her she's not nice
1: uh i don't i was reading a little bit about um uh, his the book on uh on reddit <laughs> I, I love i love doing going to reddit on a lot of these oh, cases cause you can get uh, a lot of different people's opinions
0: mm-hmm.
1: um and you know there's a, a lot of people that you know, they have conflicting views on stuff like that but generally they they all agree that uh his story that he put in the uh about how, the night that he murdered them um uh, mm-hmm. that that account is wrong
2: yeah a lot of people don't believe it um just a lot of people are um very um i'm trying to think of the word a lot of people have a different um different opinions on what happened and what version they believe and whether they even believe that any versions are true um but i genuinely think that the girlfriend was more involved than she's letting on or she was more aware than she's letting on yeah um and i don't believe that his final version he's told us is the truth um, I think there's more to it, and I feel like he's just made it horrible. I don't know why. I don't know why he said what he said, but I don't believe it's the full truth. And yeah. I don't know if in years to come it will come out because if he's protecting her, he can't protect her forever.
1: I think I think that he's um a bit of a psychopathic liar. He can't tell the truth if he a pathological liar. Y- yeah, sorry, <laughs> but um, well, he. I think every story that he tells, he he can't tell the truth. He's got to put something in there that's a lie like he, the first story that he told to the police he changed he, there's there's many times that he could have told the truth where he just didn't yeah. and that that led him to actually being more guilty because they found out you know well this one was a lie this one was a lie and it's mm-hmm. things that he didn't need to lie about but he lied just because I think he felt like he needed to and thought, one of those things is like uh, he was saying he didn't stomp the girls through the uh, oil uh, tank mm-hmm. door well he didn't need it, it doesn't really matter what he did but I think he just felt as though he needed to lie, and um, so yeah. I, I don't think that anything that he'll ever say is I'll believe the
2: complete truth. Yeah, no, I'm completely with in that one. I don't think he'll ever, ever um tell the complete truth. And I think in years to come, once another versions come out, and maybe another version, I think it'll be a case of play, putting all the lies side by side and picking out the truths to find the actual truth. Um, yeah, just I don't think he's ever going to be capable. But I wonder if he ever was capable of telling the truth before. Like or did he like to embellish things? Because um, apparently he told Nicole that um, he showed her a home his phone and it was like a home screen with like Shanann and the two girls on the phone and he was like these are my two girls and just didn't really mention her. So she was like oh, okay, I wonder if they've broke up and then that's when he, later he told her they weren't together or something. Um, so already there he was lying and I'm like I've obviously not heard anything because nobody usually came out and said oh like I've not heard lots of people being like I know. at school or I know Chris here um, for people to be like oh he lied about this and he lied about that at school and he done this like I've not heard much of that but I feel like if he's lying about everything now then is he always been a bit of a liar?
0: I think the problem with Chris like you were saying he showed the the home screen of his phone to his girlfriend and said these are my girls I think he does half-truths you know where he doesn't completely tell the truth and yeah. just leaves the rest to like make you wonder yeah I so, hate that so yeah I think you're I right i think think
2: just outright lied to me than tell me half the <laughs> truth and leave out some details right because they always forget which details they've left out so later, when they're t- retelling the story, they'll drop in some new details, and you'll be like, "You didn't tell me that before." And they'll be like, "Oh yeah, I did," and you're like, "No, you didn't." Um, right, I need to be back in two seconds, okay?
0: Yeah, I think we uh, thoroughly discussed this. <laughs> I still think the uh, the girlfriend's the mastermind. That's that's what I believe. Mm. What what are your conclusions on this?
1: I'm of a slightly different opinion. My opinion is, I believe that she uh, she got the uh, Oxycontin? Oxy... what do you call it? Yeah, Oxycontin. I think she got that and that it was her idea to force an abortion. Uh, And I believe that she put pressure on him to end the relationship. And I think that she knew that there was going to be a a murder. I think she knew beforehand that he was going to kill, kill them. But I don't feel as though that she was uh, the mastermind. I feel as though that she I don't know if you call that a accomplice, but what, what do they call that? A, uh,
0: Oh, I, um, I know what you're talking about. I can't think of the term though.
1: <laughs> no, I don't. They call it an accomplice. It's not an accomplice, but somebody who is, uh, carries, um, like for instance, if, if you have someone who's robbing a gas station, right? Right. The fel- and there's a person that's just along. They're not helping in any way, but they're there. Uh, they, they, there's a special name for that.
0: Ah, uh, uh, I would always assume it was accomplice,
1: but um, it's 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 something you wouldn't think. Kind of like um, I don't know, asset to murder or something like that. Not an asset. Uh, I think it was like a financial term. Accessory. Or Accessory. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. It's too early uh, for my brain to work.
1: <laughs> it's not that early. It's dinner time.
0: Well, I just woke up as soon as we started recording, so. <laughs> but yeah no I think we're uh, pretty much covered it already so we were just saying our final conclusions what's your final thought on this Lisa? Chris Watts is a
2: piece of shit <laughs>
0: that's for sure
2: Um, and she's a skit she I definitely think she was more involved like whether she knew his plan or encouraged her or what she was more involved than we know um, yeah
0: Yeah. well uh, I guess I'll conclude today's episode so thank you everyone for listening and it's uh, really awesome to have Lisa back it's awesome to be uh, yeah, so if you want to contact any of us, you can send us an email at bizarreconspiracies at gmail.com. Otherwise, catch you in the next episode.
2: Bye, guys.